0: Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Every couple of weeks here on The Mom Show, I like to spotlight a woman in power. We call this our Women in Power series. Uh, And it really just highlights a woman who is in a position of power working in a male-dominated industry. And these are conversations I think are so important, especially in Utah. And uh, largely my guests in this series have children and have navigated the world of having children and getting to the places they are in their career, and our guest today is no different. Janice Bullock is the CEO of Squire & Company. They're the largest locally-owned accounting firm here in the state of Utah. Janice, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Lindsay. I'm excited to be here.
0: Okay, perfect. So talk to me first about how you knew you wanted to be an accountant. My husband is one, and so I'm just like, you guys like spreadsheets, right? (laughs)
1: Right? What makes us want to do this strange thing no one else wants to do? Right. Uh, My dad was an accountant. He actually worked not in public accounting like I do, but as a controller for a a company. But on the side, he did tax returns at home, like in the evenings and on the weekends. And I love to just sit there and do what I called working with my dad, which really was like drawing on a yellow pad of paper or playing on the calculator. And it was those old calculators that the tape would come out of it and I could put enough numbers on there that it would get long enough. I could make like a nurse's hat out of the tape that came out of the calculator. Um, But I thought I was being an accountant and I just would always say, I want to be an accountant like my dad. And when I got a little older, I actually started helping him do those tax returns um, and I really loved it. And uh, that's what led me to take accounting in high school. And then uh, I loved it in high school and uh, enrolled in college and it has just stuck.
0: Oh my gosh that is such a lovely story and it's evidence to me that as a working parent that my daughter might actually like see what I'm doing and gain some skills from that and be able to have her own career when she gets older
1: right? Absolutely. We influence our kids.
0: Yeah. Okay. But it also brings me a lot of fear that like, oh no, she's watching my every move, right? (laughs) There's that side of it too. But talk to me about what it's been like advancing in your career. You mentioned high school and college, but have you gone the traditional public accounting route or uh, talk to me about what your journey has sort of been like?
1: Yeah, my journey has been interesting. Um, I picked public accounting partially because I saw something like tax, which is what I emphasized in college as something that I could do as a mom, and I thought I could do it part-time, seasonal, you know, tax season is January to April, and I thought it would allow me to be home with my kids during the summers, and that is really how I viewed myself coming out of college was a good tax professional, Um, and I was going to, you know, have a tax career and work very part-time seasonal, and I I was really excited about it. Um, I got involved in my firm, loved what I did, loved my clients, um, loved the work. I progressed from doing taxes to also doing business advisory services, and that was really more of a year-round thing. And around the same time, um, my husband started struggling with some health issues, and so we decided to have me work full-time to carry some insurance for a while while we worked through his health issues, and I found I really loved the leadership side of it. And ultimately, we, we kind of switched roles. And uh, I really engaged in my career and moved up into management and leadership and became a partner. And ultimately, a few years later, uh, became the CEO in the firm.
0: That is an amazing, amazing journey to where you are right now. Um, I love how you say you switched roles, because what if we framed it more as like, that's normal? Like, wouldn't it be normal if like the woman was the breadwinner and the man, did your husband stay home with your kids or how did you guys do childcare?
1: He, it it was a little bit of off and on. Um, so there were times that he was working and we had childcare, um, and there were other times that he stayed home and, you know, it's definitely, like you said, it's interesting that we call it switching roles because it's really just choosing who's going to be in which role. Right. Yeah. And, um, Really, one thing that was kind of amazing about that process is when you step back and look at people's strengths. Uh, My strengths are very strategic and executive, and that worked really well in accounting management. And my husband is really good at relationships and connections and patience. And he was the best one, honestly, to go on field trips with the kids. Uh, My kids' teachers loved the fact that their dad was able to take them on field trips. And he was really good to sit there and have patience doing homework that I didn't have. Um, And so we had both of us in the right roles at the right times is what I found.
0: I love that messaging, Janice, because so often as women, I think we get this messaging that we're supposed to be nurturing and we're supposed to be loving and patient. And like, that's just what women are, right? But oftentimes, like I know in motherhood for me, I have felt at times like this has not come as naturally as I was told it was supposed to. And so those are conversations I feel like we need to have too. And I love that you just figured that out for your family.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you just have to be open to figuring out what you're good at and helping each other, you know, play to your strengths rather than trying to fit what society tells you you should be doing.
0: Yeah, fit each person in each box. Because I imagine for your husband too, it was a little bit of a role shift for him to be like, okay, I'm gonna stay home at times like, did he have to overcome some social challenges there?
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, in the beginning, when he stayed home full time for the first time, Uh, he struggled. He didn't get, you know, our kids didn't get invited to the play dates because they didn't know how that, you know, the neighbors didn't know how that would work. (laughs) Um, And he didn't exactly know what that looked like and whether it was okay to say, I'm a stay at home dad. And uh, he did a little bit of uh, property management on the side, like a little bit. And at first, you know, he found that he would tell people when they'd say, what do you do? He would say, I do property management. Um, But pretty quickly, he actually really fell in love with being home with the kids and He'll tell you now I get to stay home with the kids as what He'll tell you.
0: Janice Bullock is the CEO of Squire and company. Uh, they are the largest locally owned uh, accounting firm here in Utah. We'll take a break. Uh, we're talking uh, during our women in power segment where we spotlight uh, a woman who is leading in a male dominated industry. And we'll take a break more with Janice when we come back. Back inside the mom show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. About once a month, we chat with a woman in power. We call this our Women in Power series. It is literally just that: talking to a woman who is in a position of power in a male-dominated industry. And uh, Janice Bullock is the CEO of Squire and Company. They're the largest locally owned accounting firm here in Utah. And Jenny's my husband is in public accounting. I've seen him go through the ropes of, you know, being a, what do they call it in public accounting, like the staffer or like the (laughs) round round one of staff accountant accountant and then kind of moving up the ranks of the different uh, roles there at his accounting firm. You know, you and he was granted at a large uh, public accounting firm here in Utah, which is different than a locally owned accounting firm. But how have you seen um, some of the gender issues take hold as you lead that company here in Salt Lake?
1: Yeah, you know, the gender issues are really interesting in accounting. It is a male-dominated field, but that by itself is interesting. Nationally, 60% of accounting graduates are female, but only 20% of partners in accounting firms are. And in Utah, those numbers get even worse. Um, So somewhere around 40% of accounting graduates in Utah are female. And when you look at the partner level, it's, it's far less than 5% and so as i was working my way up from staff to senior to manager that path that you're talking about yeah. there were no no female partners in my firm and i looked at that and i had to stop and ask the question is that bias are they you know do i not have a chance is there that glass ceiling that doesn't exist or that does exist and um, i really am happy i took the time to talk and ask a lot of questions. And what I learned is that really typical in the profession and it was happening in our firm is a lot of times women will self-select themselves out. Mm-hmm. They don't believe that accounting offers enough flexibility because of the tight deadlines with tax deadlines, audit deadlines. Um, they don't see women at the top and they think that means they can't make it. So mm-hmm. they just self-select themselves out. And so as I learned that our firm was very open to it, um, it put him in a position where I asked for mentors from the partners that we had in the firm. We had really open conversations. Um, I started to discover things that were probably what you would call more of an unconscious bias, uh, like a lot of the informal networking that happened um, on the golf course, at lunch, playing basketball in the mornings, You know, the kind of things that I was never invited to do. Mm-hmm. And so I consciously went out of my way to create situations where I was in the room uh, when there were opportunities for informal conversations, uh, figured out how to, I went and took golf lessons, (laughs) figured out how to be on the golf course, Um, asked if it would be okay if I came to lunch sometimes with certain groups. And and that's something as a firm we've actually worked on as well is recognizing those times uh, when you kind of have that proximity bias or that unconscious bias. And, um, trying to very consciously make sure that we're including everybody, because I think that was one of the biggest things that was actually happening. Um, you know, women as women, we, we come to work and our goal is to get our work done and get home and take care of our families a lot of times. And so I was super happy to work through lunch because it got me home an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what I didn't realize is it was the informal mentoring I was missing out on. And when I recognized that and when my firm recognized that together, we were able to work on the solution.
0: Yeah, that is an amazing story. And I I love how you say you had to consciously address those unconscious biases. And and I will note that um, my husband does golf every once in a while, but he doesn't love it. But he feels like it's like it's sort of his manly duty to be able to golf. I think for that very reason you're talking about is this is where conversations happen and business deals are made. And a lot of times those are exclusive to men who are going out on the golf course or going to lunch together. And sometimes it's not appropriate for just a man and a woman to go to lunch. And so you're like, okay, how do I work this in kind of thing. And so I think that's amazing that you were able to recognize recognize this. Um, what advice do you have for other businesswomen looking to advance? Because you mentioned there were no other women partners um, either at your firm. Yeah. What, what advice do you have for women looking to move up in their careers when they may not see that position from a woman?
1: Right. Well, one thing that I had that was really amazing was one of those mentors that I was asking, or I was just telling you about, I asked him one day, what do you do when your kids are sick? Because even though my husband was at home, when my kids were sick, they wanted me. Mm-hmm. And so I said, what do you do when your kids are sick? And he just stopped and kind of looked at me and he's like, you know, I don't know. I don't do that. <laughs> right. And but rather than just brushing me off, he said, you know, we really ought to help you find someone who looks like you, who has been experiencing this that you could ask. And so he encouraged me to find a mentor outside of our firm. And I ended up finding a mentor in a partner, a female partner in a law firm. And uh, she was very helpful for me with those types of questions. And also to help me go back and have hard questions and hard conversations in the firm and just encourage me to do that. And so I encourage women all of the time to Find the people to mentor you that you need. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that might be another woman. Sometimes it might not be. And don't think that you have to have the same mentor. You need different mentors for different things. And um, be asking. So ask to sit at the table. Ask for the hard assignments. Ask for somebody to give you honest feedback. And you know, don't just put your head down and assume people are going to see you. Make sure that you are talking about what you want out of your career.
0: And I love that message, uh, Janice. Janice Bullock is the CEO of Squire & Company. They're an accounting firm here in Salt Lake City. I, I love that message uh, you're saying to go and be proactive and put yourself in those conversations. Um, Jenny's, but I do think there's a role for businesses to play here in making things more equitable. What do you think businesses can do to achieve that?
1: I think the first thing. The first key is exactly what we've been talking about. It's to recognize um, that there's a need and to start talking about it. Um, I encourage businesses to honestly take a look at the things and and stop and consider things like pay attention to I call it what stick you're using to measure people. A lot of times you'll find conversations, you know, we're talking about a new male employee and we'll say he's going to be really amazing. you know, because he wants to do this, this, and this, and then you'll talk about a female and you'll talk about her past performance hmm. rather than about her aspirations. So I started to ask the question, have you ever asked her what she wants? Hmm. You know, does she want to be a partner? And they're like, Oh, wait, well, we don't know. So I always encourage everybody ask the questions and have the same conversations, you know, cause they're just very small, subtle things
0: yes. that you're
1: doing. And, um, doing that completely changes things. I was the first female partner, but we now have three. Oh, So ahead. just having these conversations has completely changed the access for the women in our firm and even their desires for women to stay. And so, you know, we are more able to attract and retain good talent because we are talking about it we're promoting women, we're providing access to, to resources and helping to make sure that women know that they matter in our firm as well.
0: Yeah, and it's so important because you can't be what you can't see, right? We hear that message a yep. lot, especially from women. And I think for women who work outside the home, that's really important when you're worried about your daughters missing you or whatever. You know, Like if you want your daughters to grow up and be a partner at a major law firm, they need to be able to see that whether it's in you or somebody else, they need to be able to see that to achieve that. And so that's why representation is so important in all aspects, gender, race, uh, ethnicity, all of it. Absolutely. Janice Bullock, she's the CEO of Squire & Company. They're an accounting firm here. Uh, This is our Women in Power segment where we talk with a woman who is in a position of power in a male-dominated industry. Janice, thank you so much for joining me today on The Mom Show.
1: Thanks for having me, Lindsay. And we'll be...
0: It's been so fun, and we'll be back next week.